You're listening to curated podcasts from the Beyond Infinity radio show, presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. John, a couple of developers over in the States, I think, managed to make about $200 a week by getting a robot to develop a game for them or yeah. like a slot machine or something. I mean, it sounded an amazing story, especially when we're not really talking about AI or machine learning here. Yeah, so uh, you know, before we were talking about loot boxes and how uh, that's one way that, that gamers can progress through the game and, and that money goes back to the developer of the game. Obviously, they're in it to make some money mm. and, uh, and some of the game models are where you pay once and then you get unlimited use of that game and then there may be no extra add-ons you know, whatsoever. It's just the pay once and then continue to use. And that was a model that a couple of developers some years ago, back in 2013, had used to create games. So right. there was... Um, Alex Schwartz and uh, Zebra Scott, they had both made um, separate games and they'd done pretty well. It was, you know, buy now, uh, one time and and continue to use as much as you like. Now, the games did okay, but they, like, I think they won a couple of awards, but it didn't really sort of take off for either of those developers. So they, they kind of got together and they thought, well, surely there's a way that we could do this where we can actually make some money um, and for the sort of the easiest way possible. And this is... Um, this is not a great thing, but it's uh, one way that these developers made some money. And they, they found that um, people were searching on um, you know, slot machines, uh, which you know, tend to be a, well, it's a terrible pastime, I guess, an addictive pastime, mm. but there's some people that want to play them. Mm. And, For uh, money? Is this like gambling? Or no, this no, is just, this is just, just purely just, just to sit there and just um, you know, press a randomised button and just see what pops up. Mm. So they built a framework for um, a slot machine game and then they, uh, they had a, a look uh, for what was trending at the time. So use Google Trends to actually see what was trending. Then they found some images. So for example, Dolphin was one that they used. And they, uh, so they found some images of dolphins and then they put that into the game that they'd created a sort of a wireframe for, a rough outline. Mm. They then went to Google Translate and were able to sort of code that into the system so that if you won, then Google Translate would actually say out loud, dolphin. <laughs> and in the sort of very Google, you know, the tone that they use. And depending on where you were, it, it worked out from your from where you were. It could say in your native language, for example. So it's just using the translate system. Yep. But it was also using where um, um, they could then take that same framework, the same code, and they could then find what else is trending and then just switch that into the game and then re release that onto Google Play. Now, the way that they made their money was to continually um, copy this model and continu continually publish out these games mm. uh, with different um, pictures and you know different focuses on on each one so each one was somewhat unique and they were, I think they were pushing out um, maybe 15 a day or something like that and they got up to around about 1500 of these out now the, the way that they made money was actually through the advertisement so at the top or the base or somewhere within the game mm. there was a little ad and so if a user clicked on that ad that that would generate revenue for the um, for the app developers now it did come with a bit of a drawback because those um, those app developers received notification from their uh, ad um, provider saying, look, the, the traffic that you're sending us is terrible. It's useless. They don't buy anything. So um, we're going to cut you off. And they ended up 
switching to a different provider. Um, but then, so they were making around, yeah, $211 um, in ad revenue per day from these approximately 1,500 apps that they had out there. So it netted them around about $50,000 and that was essentially doing nothing. Mm. Uh, they Because they were able to sort of automate the process because they developed the framework and then it was just a matter of searching for a few key terms, searching for a few images and then just loading it in. And so they, they even call it themselves, they were sort of garbage apps that they were putting out there. Now, they, they've long since gone these apps because, you know, people saw through them. But I just thought, look, it was an interesting um, sort of perspective about, you know, how some people have, you know, utilise people's addictions, I guess, to uh, identify uh, ways to make money online uh, and, you know, not a very... Uh, not a very good way to do it, but if if we want you know good apps, we need to have that sort of fine mix. Do we need advertisements in there, or do we need a, a sort of a payment upfront model or a subscription model? What is that yet? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I mean, Spotify I think is a good model where you pay for uh, access on a monthly period uh, to to get you know, the songs that you want to listen to, mm. but that model doesn't necessarily pay the creators of the music that well. So it's not answered yet, um, but just an interesting perspective, I thought, from the yeah, developers. Yeah, to be yeah. able to, to churn out machines that, you know, and to, it's not like their day job or anything, but just to be able to have this sort of passive income from, you know, from just generating like junk They did look games. at, um, you know, maybe giving up their day job to then go and focus on this full time. But I think even they recognised then that it was like it was, a, a you know, heading to the bottom, to the, you know, bottom of the bin basically basically with this kind of model. I'm sure it's happened in other scenarios as well uh, where it's, you know, create one app. And, and this is the issue that, that a lot of developers face today. If there is a really good game out there that gets a lot of traction, then all of a sudden there's developers around the world that just grab the sense uh, of the code and then they're just uploading new graphics um, and it's, it's, it's almost exactly the same gameplay they're just taking the code and then re-skinning it and then uploading it with their own ad software on there as well so that they can make some money so yeah yeah I, I think it's, I think it's uh, amazing how uh, how these app stores can can be used in this way to uh, to generate money really from the most sort of feeble ideas in a way and, and pretty feeble execution too thanks john that's an interesting story and uh, we will have show notes uh, that story is uh, originally from uh, an article in arstechnica.com but we do post links to source material so just go to our website beyondinfinity.com.au for more on that you're listening to beyond infinity, beyond infinity. infinity. infinity.